Have you finished your personal statement yet? Now's the perfect time to get it professionally reviewed by a medical school HQ expert advisor. We have former directors of admissions, admissions officers, and the like on our small team of amazing people. They have the inside knowledge from reading thousands and thousands and thousands, tens, if not 100,000 personal statements going through the process and setting up the process for their whole committee. They know exactly what medical schools look for and the common red flags that can get your entire application thrown out. Take advantage of our flash sale right now, going through May 6th, up to 6,000 characters reviewed for just $150. That's a $75 discount on our regular price. Go to editmyps.com. Again, that's editmyps.com. The pre-med year, session number 214. Hello and welcome to the two-time Academy Award-nominated podcast, The Pre-Med Years, where we believe that collaboration, not competition, is key to your success. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and in this podcast, we share with you stories, encouragement, and information that you need to know to help guide you on your path to becoming a physician. This is the last episode of 2016. Don't worry, it's not the last episode ever. I've played that trick on you once before for an April Fool's joke, but not this time. This is the last episode of 2016, so I hope you are all having a happy and safe holiday season, whatever you are celebrating out there. For this podcast, because it's the end of the year, thinking about 2017 and what's coming next year, I wanted to discuss five things that you should be thinking about as the new year is upon us and where the new year should take you. And I wanted to start with something that comes up a lot. As you may or may not know, I also run oldpremeds.org, a site for non-traditional pre-med and medical students. And as I was preparing the Old Pre-Meds podcast for today, as as this podcast goes out, there was one there was a, a post, the, the oldpremeds.org website has a form where you can go and ask questions, kind of like that other website that we don't talk about, although old premeds is a much more collaborative environment, taking the motto from the premed years of of collaboration, not competition, and and uh, living that over at old premeds. So if you don't have an account, go sign up for one. But one of the, as I was preparing, I was looking through questions because that's what I do on the old pre-meds podcast. I answer questions that students post over in the forums. And one of the questions was from a nurse practitioner. She had been, I think, a, an RN for three years and a nurse practitioner for seven. She doesn't have any kids has a great lifestyle, according to her, living in a city, great work-life balance, but there's just something nagging at her, telling her to go back and be a physician. So she's kind of wondering, I, I don't know if it's too late, or wondering if she should do it, if she's crazy. There was also a a post in our Facebook group, which if you're not a member of, medicalschoolhq.net slash group, 
somebody posted about a, I think it was Michigan State University, I believe, um, their College of Osteopathic Medicine. They had a graduate that was in the news. They graduated at 61 years old, started school at 57, graduated at 61 they posted that this past week. It had come out I, doing some digging that the art, the original article that they had linked to, was written in twenty uh, two thousand four. So it was a while ago, but it was still relevant to what I wanted to talk about today with the new year and how you should be thinking about what's coming up for you. Now, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't committed to being pre-med or going back on this journey or through this journey, 2017 is the time to do that. You have no excuses anymore to to stop being pre-med or not being pre-med. If your heart tells you that you should be a physician, then you have no excuses. For the NP that posted in the oldpremeds.org, do it. For the 40-year-old, 50-year-old out there thinking about changing careers, do it. Now is the time to start down this path. It's never too late to start down this path. It reminds me of a, an old saying or philosophy or phrase, whatever you want to call it. When is the best time to plant a tree? The answer is 20 years ago, but when is the second best time? It's today. Do it now. Whatever your reasons are for going on this journey, do it now. And if you're in this journey and you're delaying some parts of it, Stop. You got to ask yourself, why are you delaying? Are you scared? What are you scared of? Are you scared of failing? What's going to happen? Are you scared of succeeding? That's the best. That's the best scenario. A lot of people are scared of succeeding. But being scared of taking those next steps, whether you are in this path already, or thinking about going on this journey and joining the pre-med path. Being scared should not hold you back in 2017. that, That little part of our brain, the amygdala that controls fear, that that lizard part of the brain, there's a an amazing uh, author called uh, named Seth Godin, and he talks about the lizard brain and how that fear there keeps us from doing so many great things that we're destined to do. And it's all in our head for the most part, because because of the fear that we have is not true fear, shouldn't be true fear. We're experiencing it as fear, but we need to retrain our our brain, that old lizard brain, and uh, and tell ourselves that this, this fear that we are having of moving forward, it's not fear of a saber-toothed tiger chasing us down and killing us, or a dinosaur chasing us down 
in killing us. It's fear of maybe humiliation, of being scared of failing at our aspirations, of our dreams. And those aren't those are fears, but they shouldn't be fears that hold you back in this new year. So make that leap. I get so many emails from students that talk about how they wanted to make the leap so much earlier and they listen to this podcast and they they finally do make that leap and leave their prior career or go back to school, whatever it is. Are you one of those students that are just holding back? Think about that. Another thing to think about in 2017, I talk to so many students as I'm coaching them or through emails or through our communications on Facebook, wherever it is, too many students have struggled in their academic journeys because they don't ask for help or they don't know where to ask for help. Your job as a pre-med student is to ask the right questions. It's not to know everything. It's to ask the right questions that will prepare you for being a great person and a great physician. Asking the right questions is all about being a physician. It's impossible to know everything as a physician. But when you ask the right questions, then you start to get the best picture in your head of who this patient is in front of you. And when you ask the right questions, you can start looking for the right answers. And so if you're struggling, whether it's your grades, whether it's finances, whether it's whatever it is, there's somebody out there to help you. If you're in a post-bac course or you're still an undergrad going through this, reach out to your advisors, to your mentors, to anybody in the school and start asking questions. One of the students that I've been coaching this year who recently got his acceptance to medical school started off undergrad and didn't ask the right questions, didn't seek out the right help. Because in his family situation, he was the male parent figure as the older male sibling. And he had to be the one that had all the answers and never any questions. And so when he was a student, he never played that role of somebody looking for answers. He thought he should have all the answers and he struggled And he didn't finish his degree the first time around. He left and left with not a very good GPA. And once he figured out that there are people out there, there are programs out there to help him. And once he figured out that it was okay to ask questions and to ask for help, he started doing well. So if you're struggling, ask for help. If you don't know where to turn, ask me. I'll try my best to reply back to you and get you the help that you need, whether it's pointing you in the right direction or answering a question that you may have. 
let me know. Ryan at medicalschoolhq.net. Another thing that I wanted to talk about for 2017 is something that I struggle with personally, and that's tracking your goals, actually writing down your goals and tracking them. There are so many studies out there, psychology studies out there that show the benefits of tracking goals, actually writing down your goals and tracking them. That there's no excuse, if if we want to talk about medicine and evidence-based medicine, there's no excuse for you as a student going through to be an evidence-based practitioner to not practice evidence-based living, I guess you would call it, evidence-based goal-setting and, and uh, accomplishment-achieving um, life. And so as you are going through preparing for 2017, actually sit down and think about what you want to accomplish. What classes do you want to complete in 2017? What grades do you want to get? Be specific about them. Don't and and be realistic. If you don't think you can get straight A's, that's okay. You don't need to put that. If you're planning to take the MCAT in 2017, when are you taking it? How much are you supposed to study? How much do you want to study? Those are the kinds of things that you need to be thinking about, writing down and tracking as you go through this process. There's a an acronym for for goals and if you haven't heard that yet if haven't heard it yet it's smart smart goals and smart as an acronym stands for specific measurable attainable realistic and time bound those are the most common ones there are some other meanings for those letters in there but those are the more more common ones that I've always used and have thought of so specific i want to get an A in my organic chemistry class. It's measurable because you know it's going to be an A. It's attainable. Sure, I'm good at chemistry. I can get an A. Realistic, yep. And uh, time-bound. So uh, obviously your class, uh, maybe you can say my organic chemistry class first semester of 2017. Then it has a little time thing on there as well. Another one, if you're applying this year, I'm going to write 200 words of my personal statement every week until it's done. Uh, I'm going to have my personal statement completed and finished by May 1st. I'm going to ask for all of my letter of recommendations by March 1st. And if you want to make it even more specific, I'm going to ask... Teacher 1, Teacher 2, Teacher 3, four letters of recommendation by March 1st. Once you have those goals, then you can start working backwards to see what you need to do to accomplish those goals. It's so powerful. Something that I've been using lately is a a huge calendar on my door to help me track where things are in the process and, and what I have coming up in life. And... I loved this calendar so much that I reached out to the people that made it and asked if I could do a custom calendar 
for pre-meds. And they came through, and you can now get a custom pre-med planning calendar for, it's it's more if you're applying this coming year, applying in June of 2017, because it has dates. It has prompts on there that tells you when you should be starting working on your letters of recommendation, working on your personal statement, when you're when you should be taking the MCAT. It has all the dates of the MCAT on there, all of the dates the MCAT scores are released, has dates when you should be doing mock interviews and working on secondaries and so much more. It's a huge calendar. It comes in portrait or landscape in the portrait um, layout. You can put it on a door. It fits on the back of a door perfectly. Uh, it's paper, so you can write on it, erase it. If we sell enough of these this year, then I can offer a a dry erase version next year. And the dry erase one is what I use. I love having the ability to write things down and, and erase them and move things around. So I know this calendar helps me a ton, which is why I created one for you. Go check out medicalschoolhq.net slash calendar for more information on that calendar. And uh, let me know what you think. I think uh, it'll be helpful for your goal setting. It'll be helpful to help you track things as you go through this process. I think if you're applying next year, I talked about it a little bit already. The things that you need to think about, I, I talked a couple weeks ago about starting your applications early. And, and I talked about uh, my pre-med coaching, which I want to mention just one last time here before the um, the new year starts, my rates are going up. I've had a, a lot of people, I've been blown away by the amount of people that ha- want to work with me and have started to work with me. I, I may, I think I'm up to probably about a dozen or so students and I'll probably cap the number of students that I'm working with because I, I don't want to be overextended. So if you're thinking about working with me, I'm raising my rates in January, January 1st. Go check out medicalschoolhq.net. If you are thinking about doing mock interviews with me next year, personal statement editing, go buy those now and use them later so you don't you, you pay the lower price now. If you're thinking about using me and, and having me help you with your applications, go check out everything that I offer there as well. But I wanted to talk about applications a little bit more today. We talked about, in, in this last one, goal setting, right, and being realistic about your goals. I started working with one student already this year to apply next year. And she wasn't being very realistic. We started the conversation. She wants to apply this coming cycle in 2017. And we started talking about her past and and her grades more specifically and how she has a downward trend in her grades. And we talk about trends in grades and we want to see upward trends in grades. If you have started off undergrad poorly, like a lot of students do, but you figure it out and, and you start to get good grades, that's that's okay. That upward trend is a strong piece of evidence to the admissions committee that you can handle being a medical student. But this student that I was working with had a downward trend in grades and actually had a, an F 
in one of her most recent classes. And the more we talked, uh, the more I realized, and I think she hopefully realized, that she was not ready to apply to medical school. I suppose not ready is not the right word because anybody's ready to apply to medical school. The question is, are your is your application going to be anywhere near competitive? And we realized, and I explained to her that there was probably it, it probably wouldn't make any sense to apply this year because of everything that was going against her. Poor MCAT scores, recent failure, downward trend in grades. And so we we talked about it, and she's going to go focus on her grades and come back and talk to me maybe next year to hopefully apply in 2018. So you need to be realistic when you're applying. Are you applying just because your your quote-unquote talk is your talk is clicking, your clock is ticking, and you you think you're running out of time to apply to medical school and be a physician, go back and listen to the beginning of this podcast. The 57-year-old that went to medical school, again, this was back in 2004, but 57 years old starting medical school and graduating at 61. One of our first episodes here on the pre-med years, we had Kate, I think was her name, 53-year-old medical student. It's never too late. So don't think about your age or time being an issue. Your your grades are going to be the biggest issue. When you apply with poor grades and and poor MCAT scores and not enough clinical experience and you're just trying to rush your application because you think you need to apply or else you're you're hurting yourself for future applications because you're going to have to rewrite your personal statement. You're going to have to get new letters of recommendations. You're going to have to expand on what you've already done and explain what you've improved. And if you don't apply, then you don't have to improve anything other than what you need to improve improve because you shouldn't be uh, applying in the first place. So be realistic about your chances. I Hardly, I I hate to talk about chances when applying to medical school, but this example of the student that I was talking to a couple weeks ago is one that I think was the perfect example of your your chances are are pretty slim, so I wouldn't apply. Everybody's application is going to be different; it's going to be unique, and so I, you can't apply a general checklist or algorithm to the application to say, should you apply or should you not? You just need to be realistic and think about it. If you need help thinking about that, shoot me an email, ryan at medicalschoolhq.net. The other thing I, I wanted to just run through quickly, a lot of these things are on the calendar that I mentioned, medicalschoolhq.net slash premed calendar. I, w- I want you to know this timeline for applying to medical school because it's so important and it's the biggest mistake that students make when applying to medical schools, you need to take the MCAT in April, March or April, ideally. May is fine. June is pushing it, but usually still okay. Assuming you know you're going to get a good score and aren't going, need, aren't going to need to retake it. Ideally, March or April of the year that you are applying is when you should take the MCAT. Start your personal statement in January. It's funny, I was on Twitter, and I often check the pre-med hashtag, 
and there was somebody sitting in an airport traveling for the holidays mentioning how he was starting his personal statement already. And I was just overcome with happiness seeing this person write that. I didn't know this specific person, but I thought it was awesome that he was starting his personal statement already at the end of December. Start it in January. That's the date that I have on the calendar of when you should be starting it. It's so important. Letters of recommendation. Get those early. You should start getting your letters of recommendation. Ah, Probably start asking for them in February or March to start thinking about that. Get your school list done around May. Know what schools you are applying to. Uh, May is when the applications open up and you can submit them starting in June. And ideally, that's when you want to submit them starting in June. You want to be early. This is not uh, a an application where you look at the deadline and go, okay, my application needs to be in by the deadline. You want to be there at the beginning. If you have a pre-med committee that does a letter for you, your timeline may need to be moved forward to give your committee time to write their letter. Check with your pre-med club, or not your pre-med club, with your pre-health advisors, your pre-med advisors, and find out from them what they're going to need from you to write their committee letter. Some schools may just want a list of what you've done and they have access to your grades and maybe they want a personal statement. Some schools like the University of Colorado here basically make you fill out your whole application uh, separately from the AMCAS application and COMAS application. It's like you're going through the application and they want all of that before they'll write your committee letter. And they do that to make sure that you have everything ready to go for the regular application. Uh, And so you you really need to start looking at those things. The fifth and last thing that I wanted to talk about here as you move forward into 2017 is a phrase I love to talk about all the time on this podcast is course correction. I could have easily talked about this with when we talked about struggling and looking for help, but course correction is so much more than struggling. You can course correct even when you're successful. If you think about GPS, when you use your GPS, you open up your phone and you go into Google Maps and you enter your destination. Your current location is in there. You have to know where you are to know where you're going or for the GPS to know where you're going in that specific example. And this goes along with tracking your goals as well because you need to know if you're on track to meet your goals. And that's why keeping a journal, getting that calendar over at medicalschoolhq.net slash pre-med calendar and and tracking your, your goals on there It's so important because as you go through this process and you finish a week or you finish a month or you finish a semester, you finish a course, a class, whatever it is, you need to reevaluate where you are and figure out if where you are is going to get you to where you want to go. If it's not, you need to course correct. And more than likely, you're going to need to course correct, whether it's a little bit or a lot. Don't be afraid to 
take a hard look at what you're doing to see if it's working or not working. You need to make sure that you meet your goals. You set those goals for a reason. Don't get those out of your sight. Keep those in your sight, course correct, get back onto it. Don't be afraid to change what you're doing to be able to meet those goals. You may be comfortable studying one way, doing things certain ways, and they just may not be working anymore for whatever reasons. Don't be afraid to change. All right, I think that is it for this episode. I hope your 2016 was great. I hope your holiday season was safe and enjoyable. I hope you have a safe and happy new year. We'll see you next week here at the Medical School Headquarters and the Pre-Med Years Podcast.